Very, very nice. Looking forward to this. This is going to be pretty cool. Abby Libby is the co-host of Conspiracy Pilled and The Last American Pubcast. Um, it says on her Twitter bio, uh, her pronouns are your mom. Purple giraffe enthusiast, married conservative bird truster, token female, co-host of Conspiracy Pilled with PJ Patriot. Let's get Abby on in here. Hello. Hey. Hi. You hear me? Yes, I do. How's it going? Hello, Abby Libby. <laughs> welcome. Welcome on the show. It's really good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, so we're we're able to meet today because uh, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. You know, usually, <laughs> like you said, you're working or whatever, but you have today off. But uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, why don't you tell us first about uh, like your your Twitter blowing up or whatever? I mean, you went from what, like 1,500 followers to like 20,000 in a couple days? How did, is that, do I have the story right or what happened? So the, lo the long version is that I had an account that I had built up over a year uh, to about 14.5 thousand. It was banned, mm. permanently suspended. So my meteoric rise afterward had a lot to do with, you know, people finding me again. So uh, I had a very viral tweet where a lot of people who already knew me were like, oh my gosh, you're back. So, okay. Gotcha. So, but yeah, wasn't it like around the time when people changed their profile, the libs of TikTok and so did you did Ted Cruz like retreat like what what happened there? Yeah, that that was the one where I I got back back up and past where okay. I'd been before is um Libs went down Libs is a friend and I uh changed my profile picture to a modified version of hers saying to like an I am Spartacus like we're all oh, Libs of TikTok. Okay. One of those moments. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that that was how and Ted Cruz retweeted it mm -hmm. a bunch of a bunch of people did so cool very nice so you know when I, we, I talked to you off air you know before the last American podcast you, you're like I hear we're gonna disagree on stuff <laughs> <laughs> so so what are your politics like I mean you know I definitely um treat an interview a lot different than a panel like a panel I'm just trying to basically shit post and get in there right away uh, yeah. but you know I'm I'm interested in, in your views and stuff like that but how do you classify yourself politically and what was your kind of political journey like I don't know how long you've been following it but um yeah what's your story like yeah I'd call myself a, a conservative um I I try to be really careful to formulate my thoughts on each individual subject individually rather than just kind of jumping on board with whatever everyone else is doing and that can be hard on on twitter especially kind of getting up to where, what size i am because people will get really really mad if i you know say something vaguely critical of trump mm. i mean i absolutely will vote for him but sometimes i'll be like i don't like this thing about him and people get very very angry but I do. I do not apologize for just having my own opinions about yeah. things. Okay. So what? What do? What don't you like about Trump? <laughs> I think that he he absolutely gets in his own way. I hmm. think that the person who beat Trump in, if anybody beat Trump in it, in twenty twenty, wrong. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. what was Trump? Hmm. Biden did not beat Trump. But if yeah. anybody did, it was Trump. Okay. So I, I love him and I hate him at the same time. I will absolutely support him if he's the if he's the nominee. Mm. So I voted for him twice. 
um, to answer your your earlier question, I, I grew up conservative, but not particularly interested in politics, got a little interested in high school and then college burnt me out on it. And mm. I just took a step back and in taking a step back and in not being in the conversation and just hearing snippets from sort of the major news sources, I was at a point where I knew that places like CNN were biased and I thought I knew how biased they were. So I was adjusting for bias, but I wasn't calibrating correctly. Mm. So I swung left, uh, farther left than I would have liked in 2020 before realizing that my information stream was incorrect. Mm. And so all of the conclusions that I had come to were incorrect. I was active on Twitter then on a, a third different account, just trying to talk about books. And it was rancid in the just community that was supposedly just talking about books. I had a favorite author basically tweet out, if you support Trump, you are not welcome in my fandom that I had been a part of since I was like 16 years old. And that was right around then was January 6th as well. And I just deleted the account, took a couple months off, came back and found a community of conservatives. I was like, I'm just going to come out and be conservative. Yeah. That's when I really got dialed into the conversation. Right. It's it's way easier that way. I mean, I was in D.C. for 10 years and I was kind of uh, not a liberal. I was like at, at one point, like a center left libertarian. Then I became a right wing libertarian. I just now I pendulum swung full that way. But I basically just <laughs> lost all my friends over a three year period because mm -hmm. I I was like, there's no way I'm going to support Hillary Clinton. I've always been a conspiracy guy. I know about yeah. the Clintons. Uh, and I was like, no. And I remember this. I was talking with a saxophone player in my in my band. And he was just like, no, man, Hill is chill. I'm like, what? Like, like, first of all, what does that even mean? Like, what, what, like, what, like Hill is chill. Like she, she's got no chill. She's a, she's a lizard. Um, so it, it, I just feel like it, it, it happens. Your story and mine and other people's are very similar in this in the last mm -hmm. five years where, you know, you get alienated by artists you like, musicians, authors, that are you know, like if you support this person, then you 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 know you can't even be a fan of mine. We're like, well, guess I'm okay, not. Bye. Yeah, yeah, bye. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, when you were, you raised conservative, and are are you a Christian? Yes. Okay. So you you were raised like Christian conservative, kind of. Mm -hmm. What um, what about the CNN like the bias in the media? Like, do you think that they're What's your take on the media now? Like, do you think they're just complete liars? Do you think they're evil? Well, I have this, uh, sorry to talk so much, but I have a, a, a example I give called the evil, lying, retarded uh, Venn diagram, where uh -huh. okay. you cannot tell which and what, um, whether, what amount of which they are. They're, they can't yeah. be fully evil, fully lying, or fully retarded, but they're in mixture. It's almost like stats in a video game where like their yeah. bar is, like their retarded is maxed out and their evil is a little. But what's your thought on like, you know, MSNBC, CNN, those type of media? Like, what do you think they are of those three things? I used to think that they sincerely just disagreed with me. Mm -hmm. And and I was adjusting for that bias of, you know, everyone's button. Everybody in the media is biased. Everybody's going to spin a story in a way that makes sense in their heads. They don't even know they're doing it necessarily. Um, but no, I think that that they're lying a lot. And a lot of times they're lying to get the story out quickly. They just don't have that relationship with truth that you need. And so they're not even necessarily all the time purposely lying. I think a lot of times they're just like, oh, that sounds good. That fits my narrative. I'm going to roll with it yep. and they'll roll it back later or they won't. Um, I think that they're they didn't used to be this retarded, but 
their worldview is such a dumbing worldview. It's a mm. worldview that in order to hold on to it with all the cognitive dissonance, you have to progressively get dumber and dumber. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, their framing is off. I mean, they could be, yeah. that's why they, they appeal to facts. And so I think appealing to facts in this day and age is not, not that useful. I mean, some people are convinced by, uh, by, uh, information i guess but if your worldview mm -hmm. is skewed and and perverted then the facts are just going to appear you're going to see it through that lens i mean something you were talking about spiritual warfare a lot um on mm -hmm. the podcast i mean in that you mentioned it and then i talked over you like it was like you like said it and then we, me and Noel were just like oh yeah li liberty's gay <laughs> like, like, like what liberty's based you know um but yeah so i mean what what is spiritual warfare to you and why do you why do you see things through i mean i agree with you i'd see it through the same lens but what is what does that mean to you I think from the very beginning in Genesis, we have God created this perfect world, um, very intentional creation, and then he gave humans a choice whether or not to sin, and we did. Mm. And the Bible teaches that every human has a bent towards sin. Now, every single human is a really shitty person, and without God, everything good we do is just filth. Mm. And we were, it teaches that, that Satan and his, his minions run the earth right now they've been given a period of time to run the earth and they deeply hate god and they deeply create everything they hate everything he created so yeah everything yeah. is going to be that game of them trying to destroy anything good that people build okay but so what i'm what i'm what about like tactics because i mean there's a thing that i get into debates with people at at my at my church about like yes it's a spiritual battle but mm -hmm. we also like, I mean, I guess God does have the power to wage the battle for us if we simply just pray all day, but we need to, we need jobs. We need mm -hmm. like, we are flesh and flesh and blood people. So how does, how do you think one wages a spiritual battle? Like, can it manifest itself? I mean, it must manifest itself physically. So how mm -hmm. do you con conduct that? Like, how do you, how do you win that? Is it even ours to win? Or like, how do you see the whole tactics thing? Well, I think the battle is is the Lord's. It doesn't belong to us, but we're certainly called to participate in it. And I think that for everybody that looks that looks different. I don't think there's one right answer for everybody. And I'm not a relativist, but I, I do believe that God calls each of us to a different vocation. Mm. And so I think if, if our prayer life consists of you wake up in the morning and you say, God, I know you're working. I know you're fighting. How should I join you today? Based. See, this is like, like, this is not a, like, again, I hate to just go back to the pubcast, but this is based. Like, liberty is not based. Like, I'm not saying I don't enjoy my liberties. I'm not, I'm mm -hmm. going to have Noah on the show too, and we'll, we'll hash the whole thing out. Do but it. I, I enjoy my liberties. If I were the king of the world, which I hope happens one day, uh, if that had, you know, I would afford certain liberties and there, there's going to be, you're going to be, be allowed to like buy and sell. You're going to be allowed to. It, it's not that liberty is is, uh, is bad. It's not based. Like based means based in God, based in reality. Uh, liberty to me is not mm -hmm. based at all because it's liberty to do what. And like this is good stuff that you're talking about right here because you're you're like submitting to the Most High Order is based because that's mm -hmm. what you're talking about right there. You're you're, you're yeah. starting your day and you're. Um, yeah. So are, are you a, like a libertarian at all? Like you say you're a conservative, but like what place do you think liberty has in in uh, in your ideal society? That's something I've been wrestling with 
pretty consistently because on the one hand, God gives everyone a choice. He doesn't, he doesn't want puppet. He doesn't want puppets. He wants people to choose him, but the correct choice is, you know, you're going to, you're going to be a slave to something. You're going to be a slave to sin, or you're going to be a slave to Christ. And obviously the correct choice and the one that's going to be the best for society to order society from the individual out is slavery to Christ. So the question is how much of that should the government say, look, this is the best for society. We're going to impose God's law on you. And how much is it important for the government to step back and let people make decisions? Because if you are just obeying God's law because your government makes you, are you really following God? It's mm. a decent point. I mean, I was going to say when you said how much is is government imposing God's law? I'm like all of it, all the time. All of it, yeah, yeah. All, of it I mean, all the time. It's a good point. I mean, yeah, it's... it's yeah, I mean, that's why I'm not really, I don't know what the, you know, someone in the chat is probably going to tell, tell me, I'm not really like a, the, I don't want really a theocracy. I just think that mm -hmm. the first step for government is to recognize its role, and that's to be a servant of God. Now, it is mm -hmm. true that government is force. I mean, I, I used to be a libertarian. I'm pretty well-versed in their arguments and stuff, but I guess, you know, one thing I've been trying to say in debates lately is just, we'll get to that. Like, first, can we just first, like, recognize what the role of government? And it says in the mm. Bible that it's to be a servant of God, to punish evil and reward good. And mm. without, without that, the people just seem to skip that s step of just calling it what it is. And they just get to just, you know, taxation's theft and all government is force. And in an ideal world, we'd have no government. But in, since it's not possible, I'm a minarchist. You know, I think I just, that's word for word what Noel said the other day. I, I know that because I used to be like that. And yeah. I used to be exactly that way. I was an ANCAP and I knew it was never going to happen. So I was like, I'm like, an, I'm like a closed borders minarchist because, uh, and like, so, so I mean, how does that fix? How does that work? Do, do you put like out a decree that says, like that? Like, do you put scripture on the halls of Congress and say this is our job? I mean, this is why I don't like. Are you a fan of the Constitution, like Bill of Rights and stuff like that? When it's actually read the way it was written, yeah. Mm. Okay, interesting. I mean, I mean, I I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, because but to me, I'm, that's why I'm a nationalist and uh, um, because I, I believe the nation is the people, not the government. Um, the, the, yeah. the, like, so what I'm saying is the bill of rights or any process or document that you would have, do you have to have a moral population? The constitution, the bill of rights, mm -hmm. I think is decent if the, if the stock is good, but yeah. look at the stock right now. It's awful. Stock's bad. It's, it's very, very bad. So that's why I'm not a big process guy. I'm a big, like kind of like look at reality and respond and respond to it, which is why I'm kind of a monarchist now. Like I would like, I okay. want Trump to win and I want him to never leave. That's my position on, on 2024. I want Trump kind of joking, Kanye West, <laughs> like Trump, some like a Trump Kanye West ticket. And I want Trump to never leave. And so that hmm. is basically a King. And so I, I, I would have said the same thing in, in 2020 had Trump won um, this is on YouTube. So had, had Trump won, I want him to, to stay in there and never leave, which means in a way I'm anti-constitution and people are like that's un-American. It's like, I don't know, dude, is the piece of paper America? I, like, are, do you consider yourself a nationalist? It depends what you mean by that. Um, I, I'm proud to be an American. I, 
I'm not willing to to go as far as saying America is the greatest system in the entire world because I think we can see the cracks in the system pretty clearly. Every single system has serious issues with it. And I think that in some ways, just because I was born into this one, I want to make it work Mm. and I want to believe in it. So to that extent, I would say I'm a nationalist. I'm not going to apologize for being an American. I I do think we need to work on our borders, but I'm not completely against immigration. So some people who say they're nationalists are just absolutely closed borders. And that's Mm. not me. So Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're that. Well, I'm absolutely closed borders, but I don't think that that's what a nationalist is. I mean, and also, I don't believe in um, like what you're ta- what the first thing you said where, you're, you know, you're kind of alluding to American exceptionalism, where mm-hmm. I, I don't think that means to be a nationalist either. It can be. I mean, if you sure you can be I just am a realist. And the reality is, is that I'm part of the American nation. And I right. want the best for it. And I want to prioritize that nation over any other nation. It, if, if America was the best, I'd say it. Um, I think Russia's the best nation in the world. Um, but so I think you can be a, you know, not non-anti-immigration, uh, mm-hmm. non-American exceptionalist, American nationalist, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, but I call myself a Christian, a Christian nationalist in that I don't like, I'm not a white nationalist. I do believe that race is part of your identity, but I want a, my nation to be a Christian one. And mm-hmm. since I'm not Japanese, I'm, I'm American. Therefore I'm an American Christian nationalist nationalist. Right. I've said I am a nationalism 30 times on my show before. So I'm sure people are going to be. I'm a nationalist. I am am nationalism (laughs) itself. But yeah. What do you think about that logical, that, that thought train I just walked you through? Does that like make, does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think that that's fair. I, it's a label I'm not necessarily comfortable with Mm. in the sense that I don't think it, it, it's particularly helpful in describing me because there's so many different connotations to Mm. it that I don't fit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh? Yeah, you're very succinct. I like that. You, you like a lot of people. They don't put punctuation on their sentences, and I'm I'm used. To, I'm not used to that. That's cool. Um, so like you know, what do you? Uh, I guess we can get into some of this controversial stuff because uh, what do you think on the what Trump on the jabby? What's your COVID takes like? You know, like you know the jabby stabby or the vacation or whatever you want want to call it. Like that's what I think <laughs> is one of the, the one of the worst things about uh, about Trump is he's still shilling that and he says mm-hmm. he needed to close the economy when he he didn't. Um, but yeah, what's your take on the whole COVID ordeal? It's a big question, but what's your take? Yeah. So in the beginning when we didn't know much, and this is when I was still swung a little bit more left, uh, significantly more left than I am now. Um, When we didn't know what we didn't know, I supported some of the measures that were taken. I I was down with fast tracking the vaccine. Um, I got it really early before things got creepy. I got the Johnson and Johnson one. Mm. And my husband is an EMT. So he was he got it even before it like opened up to the public Mm. and that is not a choice I would make knowing what I know now. And I didn't make it thinking this is, this is obviously safe. Like I, I knew I was taking a risk, but the level of risk I, I didn't anticipate. I wasn't Mm. calibrated for that. So I think with the information that I had, it's not that I regret it, but I I certainly wouldn't do it again. And I never got more than that first jab. 
What did they? There's a phrase for this. Uh, oh man, I, I, it's a person that like Kanye is is like that, where they they took one and regretted it and won't take it again. There's a there's some I'll look it up and it's on Urban Dictionary or something like that. That's interesting. <laughs> Have you had any like adverse uh, health effects or whatever? Not that I that I know of. Um, mm. The only one that, that I don't have reason to know about yet is is the fertility question. Mm. So that's just who knows. Yeah. But uh, I did I did have COVID before before getting the vaccine. Interesting. So and that was it was stiff. So oh. it was it was my husband and I were both very sick. John was very very sick. So. Oh. Uh, it felt like being at high elevation, like just kind of like glass in your lungs and can't breathe. So I, and I had, I knew a couple people who, who died of it, who, who refused to get the vaccine, were very vocal about refusing to get the vaccine, then got it and died of it. So I fence sat for a while mm. where I was like, look, if you're old and fat, please go get it because you're going to. I don't want to watch you die. Yeah. I was but. like, don't, I was like, don't do it. I like every day on my show, like, don't do it. Hold don't the line. Do don't do it. No matter what. I mean, yeah, I was pretty hard line on COVID. I never, yeah. I don't think I ever advocated for any lockdown. I was in DC at the time. So, I mean, I never, I didn't leave my mm -hmm. home for months, but yeah. I was like, I, I went, that's what like really radicalized me in 2020 out there. COVID happened. And then I was on the streets for like the George Floyd riots. And mm -hmm. then I, that's when I became like a full, full fash, you know? Full <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so do you think that Trump should stop, you know, pushing oh, absolutely. the vaccine? Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. that the information is, is more fully out, especially for young men and especially for these repeat, like, I think most people were fine after, after two, it was a reasonable medical decision to make for for at least the older end of the population. Mm. And I think I will stand by what I said midway through when a little bit of the adverse stuff started coming out. I was like, look, make a medical decision. Do not make a political decision. Don't not get it just because you're on Twitter and everyone's screaming that you have to be pure blood. But don't get it just because your president is telling you to do that like mm. make a medical like look at look at the statistics talk to your doctor make a medical decision mm. yeah but then but then they got the experts on but that's what that's what the the left does they they say make a medical i think the pure blood argument is very compelling it like just the fact that it's there's you and you're putting something foreign in you in in mm -hmm. general it's better to not do that so i you you, you don't you're not compelled by the pure blood argument that's like pure Aryan race stuff right there. So I let me, first of all, that's why I got J and J because I didn't mm, want yeah, the MRI. True. Yeah. Okay. Um, second, I think some people in the chat are, are confusing the timeline. I got sick before getting the vaccine. Mm, that was yeah. just, and I grew up with this. It was a Christian book called the history of medicine. It was aimed at young people and a lot of the history of medicine is vaccines. So I grew up reading that and being very, very interested in the science of vaccines. So for me, it was almost this nostalgic thing being one of the first people to receive a brand new vaccine for a brand new illness. Mm. And that, I'm not going to, for me, it was very much not a political choice. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that. You, you read the chat while you're being interviewed. You're a brave lady. 
<laughs> I shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. Sometimes yeah, no, you definitely shouldn't. Um, so what else? What else do you think that? Oh, let's get into this generalizations thing. Yeah, I wrote this okay. down earlier because yeah. So I mean, I think that generalization is very good. I think. I mean, and I think you can conclude. You know, the what you said earlier. I don't. I didn't. I said I was going to copy paste it, but I just wrote generalizations down. Serious news show, by the way, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, it's, you said it's good initially, but it's not good to draw conclusions from. But what about? I, to me, that's a bit of a, a false dichotomy because what about what if they're general conclusions? I mean, I'm not going to like you know, I, I, I my days of disclaimering is like years old. I'm talking to a new person here, but yeah, like I don't hate black people, I don't hate Jews. If I'm dealing with a black person or a Jew or whatever, I'm not going to treat them mm -hmm. dis differently because they're that. But I understand how group dynamics work, and right. I have a, a brain, a set of ears, and a set of eyes. So um, I think general conclusions can be drawn about generalization. But if you're talk talking specific conclusions, then that can be, as they say, problematic or whatever. Um, so what 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 do you mean by what you said earlier about that? Like what what's your what do you mean? So. It's a great question. So if, I, if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody who is a certain race and who is exuding, they're not, it's not just a skin color, but it's also exuding a certain culture. If, if it's a black man in a suit that looks like a Wall Street guy, I'm going to come to a certain conclusion about him based on right. his suit and yeah. what he's presenting. If it's a black guy in a do-rag mm. and who's really exuding something else, I'm probably going to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the I'm former probably, has just robbed more 7-Elevens. But you have to make those generalizations and you can't really in your personal life can't mm. really apologize for that. Like, I'm not going to be rude to the guy who's exuding ghetto behavior, but I'm not going to make eye contact. I'm not mm. going to linger in the store. I'm going to recognize that I'm I'm a pretty small female. And if I'm by myself, I'm going to. I, ca I can't apologize for that. You have to make those types of generalizations. Sorry Once to interrupt. Slap Weasel says, pants near feet, other side of street. <laughs> other side of street. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if You're somebody's You're protecting yourself, of me, course. Of course. Yeah. yeah that's, it's just simple self-preservation and pattern yeah. recognition. You, you rec have yeah. to. Yeah. And there are so many times where you have an instinct about somebody and yeah. you can't, you have the instinct first and then you backfill your logic on it. And in any type of situation, you are not going to have time to justify your instinct yeah. to yourself. You yep. have to just go with it. And mm. then later on, you could be like, you could have your existential crisis about whether or not you're a racist, but in the moment, go to the other side of the street. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, so I think we, we agree that it's, you know, there's generalization can be done. That That's what I'm mm -hmm. really pushing back against not to you, but it's this mainstream narrative of, you know, you know, Martin Luther King says the content of your, their character and, and mm -hmm. this public school thing are just mainstream. I don't know whether you went to a private or public school, but I, I went to public and it's just, you cannot any, if you discriminate in a general way, 
while getting like your wallet stolen, you're the bad person for discriminating. And it's like the rape is 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 not as bad as the generalization. The murder is not as bad as the, right. the theft, the usury, you know, the Yeah. So I'm the bad guy all of a sudden for noticing patterns and talking about groups, but certain groups can get talked about. White people, they talk about white people all day. They talk about yeah, Christians all day. Um so, you know, and so I just, the more I go through the streaming process, I just, I think generalization is good. It, it makes more sense of the world, word, world, I should say. And mm -hmm. if I were to mistreat people, mistreat, cruelty and mistreatment is just wrong. And if I were to, mm -hmm. I think there's a fine line there. If I'm going to mistreat someone because they're of a certain group, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. But I like, do I not notice, you know, that you know, we talked about this with, with the Jewish stuff earlier. I mean, this is, and it doesn't make me anti them. I guess it makes me opposed to, uh, it makes me opposed to behavior, certain behavior. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's, do you think that's wrong? I think that there's a line and you're slightly over it in my book. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't think you're super far over it, but, yeah. um, at least where I've drawn it for myself, um, I think that it is completely fair to say, look, this is a culture that is really good at a certain thing or really bad at a certain thing. So I think it's probably fair to say that Jewish culture is really good at gaining control and being very, very successful mm -hmm. and leaning into it's that survival mechanism. They've been hounded for thousands of years and you know existentially threatened for thousands of years and that doesn't that doesn't justify some of the behavior that you see from families like the Rothschilds but you can kind of understand how a culture of that I don't know what you would call it, like vicious I am going to control this I'm going to amass all this wealth and I'm going to survive mm. um, and you see in every single race you see that strength and weakness being two sides of the same coin in every culture. Um, I think that the black culture in America and in Africa is very proud and very strong. And on the flip side of that, very arrogant and very um, combative, uh, it, that tribalism. I, I grew up in Africa, three years in Africa when I was, when I was young. So I've seen really? both sides of this. Um, so I think that it's it's fair to notice that about the Jewish people. And then when it starts to be unfair, I think is like going after Ian for as a Jewish guy, uh, my, my friend Ian, so I'm super biased, but yeah. um, for saying, look, this this is hurtful to me that that, you know, I can tell he has a both a personal and a political issue with the right making a hero out of somebody who makes the types of comments about Jewish people that Kanye does. And I, I think that mm -hmm. he's, he's right, that that type of stuff is over the line and that we shouldn't praise it. Should we shut him down and make sure he can't talk just because he said something stupid? Well, that's no. my issue. That's it. Look, if, yeah. if I would probably never talk about Jewish people ever, if they just said this hurts me and offends me, that's not mm -hmm. what they do. They say that mm -hmm. and they cancel you. They, they literally yeah. try to wipe your name off the record books. I think mm -hmm. it's, it's it, like, and if I were to interview him, like, do you think he would stop at like, I don't know the guy, but I don't think he would stop at like saying, if you go on Twitter and you say this person is being anti-Semitic, you know what you're doing. 
you know exact and I, you know exactly what 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 you're doing. You want them canceled. You want them like we can go through this. No. What, you don't think that about him? Ian is Ian is very conservative and very much for free speech. He he will call out anti-Semitism on in AOC in in um, at all levels. I think that it's a feature of anti-Semitism that it is across party lines. And when Ian calls that stuff out, he's he's in the same way that I don't just hop on a party. Um, I, I spend a significant amount of time saying, look, these are things that are are wrong. I think that we as as the right shouldn't stand for it. Uh, I think that we will be better if we don't treat people this way, if we speak better about people. I think that there's a fair critique to speech that does not cross the line. It's a critique. It, it's not a cancellation. Like you are free to say whatever you want and I'm free to say, I don't like that. Okay. So, okay, here's what I want to do. Um, sure. I hear what you're saying. I mean, like that, what you're talking about is the, is the, like what the role of speech is and, and what <laughs> freedom of speech is, you know, I just want like I'm going to read some of this dude's tweets and I okay. want you and I want you to tell me if you think that he is just hurt or OK, I can't wait for Kanye's autobiography. Mine yumpf. He tweets out. He tweets out effing idiots about Kanye Elon. The GOP tweets out Kanye Elon Trump. He retweets Sarah Silverman and says Kanye threatened the Jews yesterday on Twitter and it's not even trending. Why do mostly only Jews speak up against Jewish Jewish, Jewish hate? The silence is so loud. Um, like Twitter's full of conservatives who celebrated Kanye West as a hero up until his death con three against Jews tweet. Now they're silent. Why? Um, do you think that this is just a person that's hurt? Like it's like, and I might try to get this guy in the show. I might ask you for a hookup. Uh, Cause I want to know, like, I, I want to know whether this person is trying, if you're pro free speech, a lot of people say they're pro free, free speech, but there's a line and anti-Semitism is o over the line. Do you think that this guy is just hurt and he's just speaking out or he wants anti-Semites off the internet? No, he doesn't want anti-Semites off the internet. Interesting. I, I do think because of the where the conversation is, it's difficult when somebody comes out really strongly against a certain type of speech, critiques it really strongly the way that Ian is, that it's difficult to tell the difference between is he just really doesn't like it or is he suggesting that Twitter should take it down? But I don't see any part here and I not in any private conversations have I ever heard him suggest that Twitter should should take it down. My point is this is how they do though. Like like the ADL also all they don't need to is my point. And like the ADL doesn't call for people to be platform, but they call it dangerous and they call it threats and they let their foot soldiers on on the tech companies do it for them. So mm -hmm. it's it, it's not this is why this compartmentalization. This is actually interesting to go back to what you said um like one of the first things you said after I asked you is is um, or I guess at the beginning of the interview where you compartmentalize, you didn't use that term, but you look at things from like an issue to issue basis, mm -hmm. which I don't think is wrong. I mean, like, you know, for instance, I'm not, I don't like libertarianism, but they're totally correct on being anti-war, anti-intervention. I think there's a, a little bit of compartmentalization you have to do, but also there's, there's layers and levels to who, who gets what done in society. 
and mm-hmm. the role of these journalist types, they don't need to call for it. They got their, they got their people in, uh, they got their authors, musicians, and actors to call, call for it. They don't need to. And they have the politicians do their bidding at the top. We're not, I'm not just talking about the Jewish thing. I'm talking about there's layers to this where a guy like that doesn't need to call for it. He, it's going to happen. And look, you know, you can only call, take a person at their word. And you know the guy better than me. And I'm not even talking about him. I'm just using him as an example. And I'm talking, mm-hmm. speaking to someone now who knows him. But, you know, would he be happy if Kanye got, well, Kanye is banned. You know, he is, he's locked out of his account. So do you understand what I mean by like, you can only compartmentalize so much, you know, like, you know, you can only, it goes back to the, the groups versus individuals thing. You can only do like, for instance, Democrats are evil. Okay. You can, and now they might be wrong, right on certain things, but there's mm-hmm. a group that most people on the right have no problem with calling the, a spade a spade because of the group. There's, there's individuals in the mm-hmm. group. There's, there might be a stance that, that they're okay on, but in general, that's, mm-hmm. they're, e- they're evil. And if it can exist for one group, it can exist for the others. Now, I'm not calling the Jew- the, all Jewish people evil, but I'm saying that you can only compartmentalize so much before you're like, hey, this is like the system. When someone calls the system bad, that's, that's generalization. That's not compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. It just means as a rule, it's, it's messed up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you, what do you think about like the, just, we can get off the Jewish thing, but I mean the, the whole issue to issue to issue, you know, certain things are in general. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I feel like I can say pretty confidently that Ian is, is not advocating for and wouldn't be pleased to see Kanye taken down. Um, right. I don't see him celebrating. I've never seen him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt the same way. I, I'll be out there fighting on Twitter for for the cause with the right. And then someone on the right will turn around and make some comment about how white women are worthless or white women should die. And sometimes it's just a joke. But when I'm in the thick of it and I have hundreds of black people telling me as a white woman I should die, and then I see my own side turn on me and join the chorus, I can see, I don't want to project my own feelings on Ian, but I I, I know how frustrating that is to know how much heat I'm taking. And I'm like, can you just at least not support it or not join in even as a joke when, when people are saying things like that? So I think he gets really frustrated when he sees the right being anti-Semitic. Yeah. Or celebrating it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, so first of all, the, just to kind of wrap up the talk about him or whatever, we, I'm, I'm talking about a British Jew in Nashville and we should ban all three of those things. I mean, that's a joke. I mean, I do, but uh, yes. I, I do, but I mean, like the, one of the reasons it's funny is because I do want a Christian nation and I'm anti-immigration. So like, I wouldn't okay. like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but it doesn't yeah. mean, but like, it's like saying, go back to the kitchen. Okay. Or like, or it's like, you know what I mean? Th- that's yeah. why these things are funny. Cause like, I, I don't want any British Jews in Nashville, but would I round up people and and send them away? I mean, I'm not even in power, so we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. You know, you know, you like, but like, it's just when you, um, it's like when, you know, to me, it's it's just like kind of an insult. Like, in, it, here's here's my point about this: Am I gonna see a fat person and call them fat? 
No. But after they've pissed me off, that's when you call them fat. They've been fat right. the whole time, and it's just an insult. <laughs> you know, it's like, so if there's a far right British Jew living in Nashville that agrees with me on everything and isn't going after Kanye, then I won't ever even bring it up. But it's like, po it's like post post offense just like someone would call me or whatever if i'm cool if they're cool with me they won't bring it up but once i piss them off they'll be like oh this nazi this whatever and so it's you know the order of operations a little a little like you know you know i've made my point but uh like okay. <laughs> yeah so it's like you know i'm not going i'm not around twitter being like deport de well in some cases i am i mean come on yes, there's a fine li there's a fine line here you know because I, I do believe in order i do believe in roles like i think in mm -hmm. general you know um like i just believe what the bible says about you know the man is the head of head of the wife that you know that she's to submit and he's supposed to die for her if 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 it's on the line Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just believe what the Bible says. And it's interesting. The, the Bible has some things to say about race and I mean, has plenty to say about the Jews, but <laughs> like, you know, so what I, I wanted, I do want to say there is one group of people in the Bible where God's like, if you bless this group of people, you will be blessed. And if yeah. you curse them, you will be cursed. And he says it over and over. So yeah. about I definitely Israel. About, <laughs> about Israel about Israel, about the nation, um, the, all of Abraham's descendants. It's uh, Genesis 12, 3, those who bless Abraham and his descendants. Mm -hmm. So, Well, that's us, though. That's Christians. Abraham and his descendants are the nations that he didn't – that's that's Christians. I mean, it talks about this we were, in Hebrews. We it talks grafted about – yeah, yeah. We were grafted in, but it certainly applies – It's it's not – your ideological descendants, he's very specifically in that passage talking to Abraham about promising him a son and, you know, the actual bloodline. Um, some some of the bless and be blessed verses are specific to Jerusalem. Some are specific to, to Jacob and Israel. So it seems pretty clear to me that, yes, Christians were grafted in, but we certainly did not replace the Jewish people and the race as God's chosen people. Yeah, it's, this could get a little hairy. I mean, like, I, I think what, it, it's not that it's, it's that, it, it's not that I even, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with the scripture, but there's one in, there's, there's not, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not multiple interpretations of scripture. There's one interpretation mm -hmm. of scripture and that's what, and that's what God, that's God's interpretation. Right. And I'm not, I'm no expert on like if we're like, I don't know, I don't really want to get into a debate on this. I mean, we could okay. spend hours and you could, sure. I mean, there's playlists on, on, uh, you, you go over to BitChute and there's certain takes on this. You go over to YouTube. There's certain takes on this. Cause there's, uh, there's certain things allowed over on BitChute that aren't allowed, allowed on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see what you guys are saying in the chat and stuff like that. Um, maybe one of you guys can do a video on it or something like that. I'm a little, little over my pay grade or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what else do you think we, uh, since we're disagreeing, what, what else do you think we'll disagree on? Like, do you believe like, okay, here's a question. Like, or here's my statement. I don't think freedom of speech exists. I don't think it's ever existed. It's fake and gay. There's no such thing as freedom of speech. There's always blasphemy laws. There's always a, a thing, things that you're not allowed to say. And I'm not talking about, fire in a crowded theater i'm not talking about mm -hmm. bomb threats on planes i'm talking about literally blast like to go after the jews online is blasphemy in the eyes of of this secular culture it's not mm -hmm. allowed it's straight up unless you're aoc 
I mean, she's talking about Kanye being an anti-Semite right now. You know, like, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's just straight up, bla- it's, it's straight up blasphemy. So why does free, like, I assume you're pro-free speech, but the reason I'm, I'm anti-free speech, not because I don't want to be able to, t- I'm pro-open dialogue, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I'm not going to be pro something that doesn't exist. So I can, I can see that. I, I think it's it's one of those pipe dreams where, you know, you're you could be anti or pro never having murder in your country. And that's literally never going to exist. Like it's always a pipe dream. I don't think that that means that reaching for it uh, is not a is not a good thing. Why? Like, like, why do we it's like it, it, this is to me the same logic with uh, with uh anarcho-capitalism like if it's not ever going to exist why should we reach for it well the difference between i think reaching for a an ideal like allowing people to freedom of expression Mm. and supporting anarchism uh or anarcho-capitalism is that humans suck uh anarchism has like serious issues when when you get anarchy you get death and mayhem everywhere we we have we know that it doesn't work throughout history there are absolutely limits to to free speech i think you you would probably draw the lines differently Mm -hmm. than me i i prefer bad ideas to be out loud so that they can be challenged what what would your line be for what would you oppose for, for yeah what's over the line very very little i the very very little hmm. well i mean this you know I, like i'm assuming like you know a violent threat to me that's not even that's just violence uh, that's that's basically right. that's not, not even part of the discussion anymore. yeah yeah, at some point, I think when it stops being speech and starts being something else, like the expression parts, I think is where I get into the lines. There, there is expression that it's like, no, that's you're not expressing yourself. You're you're committing violence, or you're being really weird and creepy. Uh, you're running nude through the streets. That's not speech. That's yeah. just gross. What do you think about you know? Uh, like, for instance, I, I'll give you an example and you let me know if you yeah. like, I don't think sex ed should be in schools at all. Correct. I think zero, yeah. like zero, like, and I, mm-hmm. like, and so to me, that's an example of nonviolent and mm. it's not necessary. Like I believe in obscenity laws. So that's why I'm not free. Sp- I don't think that you mm-hmm. should be able to, um, in schools, like, like literally blaspheme Jesus Christ. Um, so that that to me isn't a theocracy, but it does acknowledge that we're a Christian government. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like, so should you be able to do it in public? I don't even believe in the public sector. That's how like I that's how you that's how I can mm-hmm. square this. Like, I don't believe in public property. I think that should not even exist. Um, it should belong to the government, but it shouldn't be public. Uh, it should be mm-hmm. there should be an owner. That's why it's like a monarchist believes that the king like basically owns all the public property. And it's you can you can you can square that circle that way. But yeah. So what do you th- you so you don't think no, no sex ed in schools. I think talking to kids about sex is if you're not the parent, um, 
it crosses a line into something that's not speech anyway. So I, mm. all of my issues with speech are when it stops being just speech and it starts mm. to have a certain effect in either you or the person you're talking to generally both. Yeah. Most people who are talking to kids about sex, they're getting excited and they're hoping the kid is. So what about, um, well, say, so, okay. So, so what do you think should be the punishment then for, for violating this? Like drag queen story hour. What are you, are you going full fashion on me? What, what do you think? Which, <laughs> you, you you really think that? Like that? I think that there are different different levels. Um, certainly, I think that you you need to put a law in place. It, it definitely, drag queen story hours is not. I don't think that's free speech. I think that. Mm. <laughs> very very bad but i i don't think wood chipper is the correct answer for someone who has never physically physically uh done the deed of of harming a child but once you have even if it's just a little bit yeah wood chipper mm. well do you think you know it's funny meme and all i mean i i actually think yeah. that the wood chipper thing is is very cringe i mean not because i'm not i'm very pro death penalty sure. okay very very <laughs> pro death penalty but yeah. i i think that most of the time it's it's a larp they're like you know yeah you know some libertarian guy in sunglasses like fire up the wood chipper because i don't believe in it's a joke yeah, yeah. it's a, yeah it's it, well it's a joke and it's also like six years old i'm big on when things get like played out you know yeah. like i just see the same jokes and stuff over and over i'm like bro can we yeah, like change enough. it up but like so what do you think about uh so because I, I i've been saying for a while that i'm opposed to vigilante justice at all i don't mean defense mm -hmm. by the way you know yeah. if it's caught in the act type thing then yeah for sure um but i just think i believe in order so um so, so i think that it should be like a fair trial i don't know if, did you listen to the beginning of the program when i was uh playing that like monologue from jesse kelly did you hear that yeah yeah, yeah. i did a step out maybe 20 minutes in for mm. a little bit because pj called me but mm. i got PJ. most of it i know yeah. what a guy i hope you interrupted him a lot <laughs> yeah always <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. I felt so bad from the other day, but I was, I was going off. All right. Like, geez. But yeah, I mean, like this, you know, Jesse in that monologue talks about, you know, like swift justice rather than rather than, you know, five years. Like, I think death row is really, really bad. I think it's, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Are you pro death? Yeah. Are you what, what's your thoughts on the death penalty? Yeah, it's. I am for the death penalty. I think that in order for it all to work, a lot of things need to be fixed in a lot of areas because people do deserve to have their fair, fair trial. They deserve to have their appeals process exhausted and it shouldn't take as long as it takes. And people are on death row for so long right now because the appeals process takes so ridiculously long. And I don't think that that's even uh, fair is the wrong word. I don't think that's just toward the, the murderer. I don't mm. think that... <laughs> PJ says my number's blocked. Yep. Good. Finally. I'll, I'll take it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I think we even, we see in recent trials, some, some glaring injustices in the justice system. And I understand why people who are against the death penalty, who distrust the government are at that position. I really do understand that. Mm. Yeah. The whole system sucks. Yeah, it's like every single level of uh, it's so it's unjust and it's you know just against the wrong people. Um, mm -hmm. 
do trans people exist? Yeah, this is an interesting one because that I like weird. Poor Noel, we're just ghetto stomping that guy. Like, like on that on that thing. So yeah, do you think because you know you were doing a good job of explaining it the other day, where it's like, yeah, we're not saying the person doesn't exist. I mean, like I'm looking at you, and it's you're a person, okay? But right. the so you know the condition does the conditioning. What's your th- what's your thoughts on that? Like, do you think? trans is a real because because pj me and frank all agree 100 percent that it's just fake and ex- acknowledging it is real is conceding a, a lot like way too much so what do you think mm-hmm. about about that whole issue i have i have trans friends i i know on a personal level that it is the the disorder the thing they're struggling with is a, a demon. I really do think so. It's very, very real what they're struggling with. T- to say trans women, when people say trans women exist, what they mean is they exist as women. And that's not yeah, that's not true. They're not that. women. Yeah. Yes. Um I I understand that uh, I think most of the time. There is a reason, there is a strong trauma catalyst for that person to not want to be associated with their identity. For for women, it's usually, as a girl, I was harmed. I would like to be a guy so I can be safe. And a lot of times for guys, it's, as a guy, I was harmed, and I was taught this only happens to women, I must be a woman. So... I think when we when we have this discussion as conservatives, conservatives seem to want to play both cards. Uh, rape culture doesn't exist, and neither do trans people. And I think you have to say this problem exists because rape culture does, because there is so much sexual assault in our culture and sexual harm to our children. This is why we have this problem. Mm, yeah, I mean, but I mean that none of that. You can have, you're right about everything you just said. I just, that doesn't, none of that makes it real. You know, that can all, it can all be true. 100% of that can be true. And then it it would still just be as fake as the Easter bunny. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's uncomfortable. I mean, it's not uncomfortable for me anymore. I've been saying this for years now, but in the mainstream, it is uncomfortable. So you have trans friends. How do you uh, do like, you know, I think it's a sin. Personally, I think that it's just like homosexuality. It's a perversion. Um, you're 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 um, doing da- damage to the image of God, and I, I mm-hmm. it, it's a sin. So do you do you bring that up with them? Like you know, how does that how does that whole thing work? I think it's a sin, and this I would treat it the exact same way as I would treat a drug addicted mm-hmm. friend. I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit there and beat them over the head with. Um, you know, you doing drugs is, is a sin. They know, they really do. Mm. They really do know. Um, and the problem is so much deeper. I I don't have a good answer to this. I don't yeah. think I function well with this, but most of the time in order to even stay in their lives, you can't mm. because the first thing they'll do as soon as you, you start, you know, hammering that is, is cut you off. And so if you want, and that's it's such a fine line to walk but i i won't apologize about my position they absolutely know what my position is i'm not mm-hmm. bringing it up 
unless they invite the conversation. Mm. That, this is for my homosexual friends as well. Yeah. If they invite the conversation, I will absolutely talk about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing I'll go back to earlier with, with like, you know, once you, you know, come after me and mine, then I'll start calling you a fag. I would not like, it's not, it has nothing to do <laughs> right. with it. It is. It's like the fat thing or the it's, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, cause I know gay people. I'm not really friends with any, especially when they figure out who I am. Uh, you know, they'll, you know, but it's like after the fact. Um, right. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you can lovingly say, I mean, I think that it's not a matter of, you know, how I handle this or whatever on, on other issues. It's not a matter of beating them over the head with it. It, it, it mm -hmm. is a matter of how many times you repeat it though. I think that's really mm -hmm. what the operative thing is because you can, you can say it once, once they know your position that you think it's sinful, it's like, do you want to be in their life? It, you know, at that point, it's kind of like, it's more important to just share the gospel with them and then the Lord will, will, will work in their lives usually. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, cause you don't want to have it be the subject of discussion all the time, you know, in someone's life, you could say it as lovingly as possible, but right. if you're just like trans this in when they're like, Oh, how's the weather? You know, trans this in it's like, Oh, what are you having for dinner? You know, trans this in, you know, like once yeah, they get it, it's they like get telling it. a fat person. Cause I, I think obesity is a sin and to the same degree, I mean, gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins. And so am I going to go to my fat friends and tell them constantly <laughs> Mm. that they're sitting and they're killing themselves? No. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, so at my church, uh, people, like, there's a bunch of, I mean, I'm in the Bible Belt, uh, you know, there's a bunch of fat people at my church, and they, like, literally show up to church with, like, Bojangles biscuits yep. and stuff, you know what I mean? So it's like, I to me, I, I would like to see that called out, actually. Like, you're killing yourself. I, I hate how consistently church leaders are fat consistently mm. in every church I've ever been in the elders, the pastors, so many of them are obviously living in this and it's the heart of the sin is a lack of, of self-discipline. And, uh, that does not remain. This is the thing about sin. It does not stay in one little corner of your life. Yeah. You don't get to have your little pet sin. You're like, I am just a glutton. But I'm like great in every no sin gets no. into everything. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's like cancerous AIDS for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's weird in the Bible. Cancerous do, AIDS. Yeah. Do you, do you mind? <laughs> I, I, like, don't dox yourself. But where? What part of America are you in? I am currently in the Northern Virginia ish mm -hmm. area. Cool. Um, you know, near the FBI headquarters and stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously. Let's go. <laughs> Have to be. <laughs> we need a good one in there, right? <laughs> So you're by, you're by DC? Um, I'm within, I work within an hour of DC and wow. then I live an hour west of my work. So okay. yeah. I'm kind of all in this area. Yeah. I have your address pinpointed over here. I'm <laughs> getting ready to type it in the live yeah. chat. Uh, interesting. So here's what we're going to do. We just did about an hour. So what we usually yeah. do, I haven't actually done this with anyone in a while. We're going to do rapid fire round over here in the live chat. Sometimes I play a game. Sometimes we do rapid fire, okay. but please uh, make it you know, light and fluffy a little bit. I mean, I, I, okay. you know, like, so guys in the chat, put your rapid fire uh, questions and it helps if you put a lightning bolt next to it, next to it. Mm -hmm. So I can see that's a rapid, fi uh, rapid fire thing. But, um, yeah. So like, you know, we haven't even really talked about your show while, while we're waiting for that. We haven't really talked about your shows or whatever. I mean, I, t I asked Frank this morning about how you guys linked up on the pub podcast. So, so I know, so how long is conspiracy pilled 
uh, been happening. Um, I guess I could ask PJ about this too, but he doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. I'm just going to interrupt him. Um, so what's conspiracy pilled and, uh, how long you've been doing that show? We started it up in September. PJ had a conspiracy show a couple years ago that we rebooted, rebranded. He had a different co-host for it. Um, we just connected. I went on his wartime propaganda show one time and we just really connected. Uh, think a lot of the same way, especially about conspiracy stuff. And uh, that was kind of the link for both shows. Frank saw me on on that one and invited me to come on the last USA podcast. So we were already planning and had a date set for Conspiracy Pill to launch. And then I got involved with the podcast. So it's been really fun. Yeah. How do you look? Okay. Just answer like I don't want to get back into it because we talked about this earlier. How yeah. do you do a conspiracy show and not talk about the Jews? Like that is, that is like, uh, that's one of the best conspiracies. I mean, like I believe in it, but like, how do, do you guys do that show and not talk, not, you don't name the nose? Well, I think, like I said, we can recognize that the Jewish culture is really good. You know, one of the strengths and the flip side weaknesses is to be very viciously fighting for survival, grabbing control, accumulating wealth. That's a good thing and a bad thing. And I think that we can point out, especially particular families and particular uh, levels of society where you can see that in action. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe next time I have you on, we'll just talk about this the whole time. Oh it may, maybe we'll even wa watch a video together, you know, because it's like, I, you know, it's like, you're really cool. I really like you. You just, I just don't think you're quite red pilled on this question, but, but you know, cause it's not just okay. certain families. It's certain. It's like all of globalism. It's all of porn. It's all, it's, it's like mm. big, big problems. It, you know, open borders, globalization, usury, pornography, uh, Mm. Anyway, so yeah, so but that'll be next time. I hope you come back on. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna okay. uh, hang around for uh, like twenty more minutes. We'll do a lightning round. Thank you for the uh, slap weasel says I'm out. Emojis are gay. Very helpful. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Ninth, uh, all right. Nineteenth Amendment. Uh, yes or no? Women voting. Yes, I would be okay with going back to a single vote for a single household. But as soon as the switch was made to all men, it doesn't make sense to not include women. All right. Have a good one, Abby. You're not, you're just not base enough for me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. No, no, stick around. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Are you okay with trans people who haven't been convicted of anything teaching children? No. Yes. See, your base just got to get you, just got to get you. Gotta I'm not down the, with public school, period. Yeah. Mm. No, what about what about private, private school, trans teachers? At private school, you have a parent choosing to send their child mm -hmm. to that school. So I don't like it, but I think that it private schools, you don't have a parent in a situation where they, they don't know and they don't actively choose and pay for that education for their child. But yeah, I mean, but isn't that the same thing as like, like if a parent, if a parent was abusing a child, would you have the government step in? It depends what you mean by abuse. Teaching like what them, kind of abuse? Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, trying to make them gay. This is so difficult because I think that that's deeply evil. Mm -hmm. And I also don't want government to be in a position of deciding what is 
like what information is allowed, what parents are allowed to teach their children, because you you get a double sided coin there that's really tough. Well, no, you do, you don't. You have the, you have let the Bible decide. If it's biblically evil, that means it's government's job to deal with it. That's Isn't my that point. just as much of a pipe dream as anarchism? Though? No, not one bit. Watch me do it. If you can do it on, okay. if you can do it <laughs> on right. the fa- family level, like people, they've been doing this for two thousand years. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's not. No, not at all. Like governments have always existed. Um, and I don't think they're going away anytime soon and governments acting in a biblical way has happened in a non-zero amount now. Yeah. yeah. So no, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard. And I think that we're clouded by modernity. Like, I think that we're yeah. so that's what I was trying to bring up the other day on the podcast that just because, you know, most people don't think before the year 1400 doesn't mean I have mm-hmm. to. Like, no, I think we can I'm totally open do it. to this. Yeah. This is definitely something I'm still wrestling with. Yeah. It, it's like, it's just logical. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's even going to mm-hmm. happen. That's why the watch right. me do it is it's just, it's, it's funny. It's a joke. I'll never be yeah. in office probably. Uh, you know, but, but like <laughs> if God commanded us to do something, should we not be trying to do it on every institutional level? I think that if you're a Christian, that is basic facts. It's just, <laughs> and, and, and just because we're, you know, in, in, in evil modernity doesn't make, you know, doesn't make it not our job, you know? Um, but yeah, we're, we're keeping it light here in the, in the lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> um, so light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the, not just the 19th. What are your qualifications to vote? What are my qualifications? Not, not yours. Like what do you, in your society, who do you, what would be the qualifications for a person to be able to vote? Oh, I would, I would support one vote for household has to own land, but Companies like BlackRock aren't allowed to go around buying up land and making it impossible for people to buy land. Mm, yeah, but I would be for yeah, land owning. Yeah, you know, has to pay taxes, has to land can't be receiving yeah. more back in tax returns than yeah. You got to be like a net, like in, a yeah. net. Yeah, white land owning men named Stephen is my my answer. Okay, um, all right. Uh, who wears the? Pa- Why do we get this question? Who wears the pants? You or your cat? Oh. Um, what my husband mean? wears the pants and he is the alpha of the cats. My cats respect him more than oh, they okay, respect okay. me. I was, I didn't know, okay, so this is like lore that I don't you know could, about. You could argue that the cats wear the pants, but only if he's not in the room. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> what is, what is a conspiracy? Ooh, I think a conspiracy, just a conspiracy or a conspiracy theory? It says define conspiracy. That's all it says. When people get together and I'm not Inspired? supposed to use the word Inspired? in the yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, Inspire. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sneakiness. Mm. It's when people get together and commit sneakiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the crime of sneakiness. Okay, what what was the last movie you saw and actually liked? Ooh. It's bad that I don't know. Mm. Movie, movie, not TV show. Movie, yep. Probably Top Gun, the original. Really? I haven't seen the new one yet. Okay. That's the last so. movie. But, but when, no, no, no. But I think that the way they're asking, because when you the, you saw Top Gun, was it the first time you saw it? Yeah. Oh, whoa. What the? Yeah. What the? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uncultured swine. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I like this one. Steven Ignoramus, great interviewer or the greatest interviewer? Oh, 
I don't think I have been interviewed by a better interviewer. Ooh, nice. That includes nice. PJ. I'm just kidding. Oh! <laughs> this is a direct, direct. Chose violence PJ. on this afternoon. What is He's the, never uh, going to talk to yeah. me again. <laughs> what, is the, what is the last fast food that you had? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. The Lord's Chicken. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, favorite burger? Favorite burger? What does that mean? Well, what's your favorite? I, I, well, I will say that I've had some good burgers in my time, and mm -hmm. I like a melted Swiss and roasted mushrooms and caramelized onions on a burger. That is uh, hot stuff. You can find that at a m number of different places. <laughs> You're, you don't know, Do you know what I'm even talking about right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I, <laughs> I think the bread... The bread and the freshness of the beef makes the burger. So there's there's mm. a place around here called Melt that does that a beautiful Melt. sourdough bun and a nice thick uh, it, it, <laughs> meat. So hey, I didn't say anything. I, I, <laughs> your your good mind's sauce, in the better. Yeah, good meat. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is uh, what's one of the best gifts that you've ever received? Ooh. My husband got me a gun. That's probably okay. that's probably the best one. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah, that's always a great good one. You know, I got denied for a gun the other day. Um, yeah. How? I don't know if you know. Do you know I was inside the Capitol? Fun. Yeah, I was live streaming inside the Capitol. Yeah. Wow. And, but I didn't get charged. It was weird. I didn't. Get, I got charged with. Well, I'm already convicted. I, I pled guilty to it. Um, uh, to a couple one misdemeanor, but so which shouldn't affect my my gun thing. So I got to right. like make, uh, but you didn't know Dang. that. Wow. Yeah. I'm, no, yeah. I didn't. Oh shit. Google, Google Steven, Steven M Baker. And you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll see a lot of stuff about me and another guy that was falsely accused. Well, no, wow. sorry. I'm not going to pop off about this right now. You guys, you guys know the story, <laughs> but there was another okay, journalist, Steven M Baker in the Capitol who didn't get arrested. I did his show a, mo a month and a half ago and I got arrested because I was like making racist jokes. And he's like, you know, an older guy. And we wow. also were in the same. I don't know. It's a it's a long story. Anyway, okay. do you believe that child protective services has become legalized child kidnapping? Yes. Hmm. See, I, I grew up in the homeschool community hmm. and the shady stuff they do to homeschool parents. Hmm. Yeah, it's not right. Um, say uh, say cream cheese. Cream cheese. That's good. You say it right. Okay, good. We have a debate. Like we have a debate going on over here. But yeah, light and fluffy. How does she pronounce cream cheese? But I didn't want to ask the question. I wanted you to say it because some people are like cream cheese, cream cheese, cream cheese. But it's cream cheese. <laughs> cream right? cheese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Good. I knew I liked you. Um, okay. Is cat? Is the cat dressing up for Halloween? <laughs> the cat's always dressed up for Halloween. Does it wear pants? It's a Cat. It's cat. Oh, it's a good point. Okay. Uh, favorite comedian or comedic actor? Ooh. I've forgotten all comedians that ever exist. There's nothing funny anymore. There's like, they're all woke garbage now. I'm thinking of one guy that I can't remember his name, mm. but he he's based out of Florida and he absolutely, he's like not woke at all mm. and does cool. um, like, uh, Complete improv with his audience. Really? Like he he'll just call crowd, on crowd somebody. Work the whole time? Yeah, it's crowd work. so yeah. good. Wow. Yeah. If you think of it, uh, send me it. I want to, yeah, I, I, I love good comedians, but they're, they're all, they're all garbage now. Few and far between. Yeah. Uh, keep these coming guys. Is Steven an amazing musician or just your favorite? 
You know, I haven't heard your music, so I can't answer that. Oh. I'm so sorry. I know very little Life about so you. Life is I so learned hard. a lot today. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 a sweetie. You know, like I I you know I, I just like thinking about stuff. But I'll send you my music. Um, okay, do it. Is that even a question for me? No. Um, let's see. What was the last? What was the, what is the last pretty nature thing that you saw? Aw, yeah. What's the last pretty, pretty nature thing? Beautiful thing you saw in nature. I was just walking around a like a wooded park area the other. I like trees. I like just you know smelling the dirt. I don't know if that's a good answer. <laughs> Freaking hippie! Like, <laughs> are, have you seen my hair? Yeah, are you are you a hippie at all? You conservative hippie. I have been informed that anyone who spent as much time of their childhood in Maine that I so it was like Maine and Africa, and then I moved to Virginia for college. That anyone from Maine is automatically a hippie. So mm, to the extent that I'm from Maine. Yeah. What else? Cod oh, yeah. Do you like uh, what's your opinion on cottage cheese? I like it. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> I do. I with, like it. What about with peaches? Like with people like it with fruit. Disavow. I, I think I don't hate it with fruit. I don't oh. usually have it with fruit, but oh, jeez, I'd rather hang out with a Jew. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll get you on with the end. I'll tell yeah, yeah. Tell Is the comedian that you're talking about black? Is that no? No, he's not. No. Mm. He's like curly-haired white guy. Yeah, interesting. Uh, what is bark? Yeah, okay. These are now just troll questions. I like trees. <laughs> uh, Abby Libby, twenty twenty-two. Are well, I know the answer to this, but are birds real? Of course not. <laughs> course not for, for course legal not. reasons for legal reasons okay we're i'm not going to read some of these I'm, those <laughs> some of these questions are totally inappropriate um last thing i want to talk about what tell me about your africa like why'd you why were you in africa for your part of your childhood yeah um i did a whole episode with keith malinak over with the blaze on this so i'll send it to you but okay. basically my parents were missionaries we oh. were we were over there. The country erupted in civil war. We were in danger because of the color of our skin, which is such an interesting story to tell. We evacuated, then we came back, then we evacuated again. It was like all very war and whoa, what craziness? Country? Yeah, where, where were you? Uh, Cote d'Ivoire, Africa. Yeah. So West Ivory Africa coast, on the right? coast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's nice, nice highbrow <laughs> pronunciation over there. <laughs> okay, uh, it's the only. It's the only country that is officially in the UN as its French name instead of its English name, mm. which is why I say it that way. How, how old were you? I was nine at the end. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So I was so there did, for 9-11. You, so you, you were there for three years? It, straight? Uh, cumulatively. Oh, okay. So two and gotcha. a half straight and then evacuated Whoa. and then came back. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. You know, I mean, crazy. Yeah. usually I say that's crazy when I'm trying to get rid of a conversation. Like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, Please that's go crazy. away and never Please. tell you a story. Yeah. Wow. So did you, they speak French there? Yeah. Yeah. Do you speak French? Not as, not as much as I would like, mm -hmm. but some, yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Okay. And so how do you think that it like informed your, like, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of a cringe question. Cause like, how did your childhood inform your future? Like, <laughs> like entirely it's my past. Like, but what, what do you, what were you your takeaways from that? I mean, what, well, before you say, when do you think kids, you know, how, like there's a certain, uh, there's a certain age that you just don't remember anything. And then you become mm -hmm. almost like sentient or whatever. I mm -hmm. mean, 
like do you remember a lot from it like do you yeah yeah okay how do you like yeah i woke up into consciousness really really early in life and i have really really vivid memories from like four onward Mm. so and i think that that's just a function of a lot of times it's a traumatic moment that you you first like really click into consciousness as a Mm. child it's not always sometimes i think it's a really good memory that kids wake up with but usually people know what their first one is was there another half of that question? Yeah, like I so. Well, how, how did how did Africa inform your your like worldview after that? Um, definitely a different view on what it means to be an American because I w- I grew up with people from all around the world and a lot of competition of my country's the best, my country's the best, but we're all expatriates, not even living in our country. So the my a lot of my views on you know, multiculturalism or what it means to like get along with other countries and exist in a world where you know you're not just american you're part of a you're part of a world um a lot of my views on race just because of the situations that i was in um and then probably most saliently the the experience with war left me in a position where the only people i really connect with uh are on on that particular topic on you know ptsd and things like that are uh, veterans, so that's what my work is. I work, I work with combat veterans uh, for for a nonprofit organization here in Virginia. Oh wow, jeez, very cool. Well, I guess we we just did about uh, seventy five minutes, so that's I'm happy to have you back on. Though that was a really good conversation, and maybe we'll uh, watch a couple bit shoot documentaries on okay. a certain a certain people do <laughs> next time you come come back on. But yeah, I mean, so this will be a podcast too. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to uh, cut this video up and put it on you. I, I take all my streams off of YouTube and I put mm-hmm. my interviews back on. So I try to keep it. Well, I appreciate you keeping it YouTube friendly, by the way, with okay. the, va- the vacation and stuff like that. That was very nice of you. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll also be a podcast. So why don't you tell people how to find you online? Your uh, links are your one link to find you everywhere is below in the show description. Mm-hmm. But tell people how they can find you online and how to like support your work. Yeah. Um, my main, my main platform is Twitter. Um, all my links are at solo.to slash Abby Libby. Uh, but Twitter's kind of my, my main place where I talk to people. And then the conspiracy podcast is on Wednesday nights. We talk conspiracies once a week with PJ. And then the pubcast is on Saturday nights. Both of these are at seven Eastern, uh, the one true time zone, as you are, right. as you said, based. so <laughs> super based. Yeah, Steven was on the last episode of the Pubcast. If you want to check that out, we had we had a really, really good time. Yeah, that was great. Well, awesome. That was really great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you on another Pubcast or whatever. And uh, have a great Absolutely. day. We'll talk next time, okay? All right, see ya. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Amazing! Abby Libby, everybody. Fantastic. Good talks. Kindred spirit, for sure. She's got to administer a couple more red pills. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, guys? That'd be an episode of Call Me Ignorant. That was a lovely conversation. Good lady. That was a blast. Thank you for joining us, everybody. <laughs>